All right, welcome to the 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 next series. I don't know um, season of yeah, the season two season two of the Growth Track podcast with uh, your favorite member Johnny Gumble. Thank you very much. Here he is. He's back, uh, Johnny. How are Thanks you doing? Thanks for having me, James. Yeah, it's great. It's um, you're on popular demand. We got some feedback, and people people loved you. People thought oh, you're just good. so so. They just um just wanted more, 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 more. more. <laughs> That's <laughs> greedy. So, um, uh, how are you doing, Johnny? I mean, I've got a slight cold. Yes, um, and I'm feeling yeah, feeling good. It's a bit cold in this stadium that we're in. Yeah, we were gonna say um as as many of you know, whenever Johnny and I record one of our sessions, one of the demands of actually having Johnny uh, do one, one of the of pro- conditions. yeah one of the conditions um is is we record in a remote location i think we've been to we've done the i360 i think we did a flight to la once yeah, um great. we just turned around and came straight back <laughs> we and here we are at uh the wanderers stadium aren't we yes, johnny yeah england south africa it's uh south africa four wickets down yeah and it's great to be able to both watch that and then talk yeah discipleship about jesus and it's all my all my favorite things. Yeah. So if we um, lose concentration, it's it would be maybe a loss of wicket or something like yeah, that. Something like that. Yeah. And thanks so much for the feedback and um, the the great bits of feedback around not really understanding Johnny and or my weird sarcastic humor and 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 so helpful. So we, we won't be as Is as it sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, it's or not because irony. <laughs> well, it's true. We are. At, it's it's de- and yeah. yeah, it is true. Speaking of truth, um, yes. we're going to talk about. Uh, uh truth and grace in yeah. today's podcast that's how we're going to start off this next season of podcast i think that's what we're calling it now the next yeah. se- next term next season of podcast season two, yeah. season two now season streaming. two often is stronger than season one yeah and season three is make or break if it goes to yeah seven seven, seven in a movie threes. that's when it's a real success <laughs> so keep your eyes peeled for the growth track movie um today Grace and truth. Yeah. Uh, if you've gone to church maybe for one or two Sundays, you've probably heard these two words spoken or, or maybe you've heard it many times growing up. And uh, uh, particularly the word truth is a word that's thrown around. I'm thinking of the past uh, six months in the UK here with all the political yes. changes and stuff, this sort of desire for what's true, what's going on, what is truth, do we live in a post-truth society? Um, all of these questions. I'd love to open it up and have a bit, of, maybe we'll spend the first bit of time talking about truth and then we could talk a bit about grace and then uh, we could do it either way and then it'd be great to or maybe we talk about grace first and then talk about truth what would you prefer i think probably grace then truth okay grace precedes truth yes okay let's go for grace um and then maybe we could just have um a bit of time at the end to talk about how how do we live with these two things in harmony uh together johnny grace where do we start well Grace, oh, th- and thank you so much, James, for uh, for inviting me on, and uh, it's great to spend some time with you and to get to watch some cricket, and it's just a joy. I was just so thrilled we to have the budget approved to have you yeah, back. That was it's amazing. incredible. Yeah. Um, the so grace, um, grace is really the essence of Christianity. It's the it's what distinguishes Christianity from ed- any other religion, and. When you look at um, something like the Book of Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans, and Paul is uh, describing all the problems facing humanity, uh, problems with our mind, problems with our desires, divisions, feeling burdened, 
overwhelmed by expectations. The solution to all things is, is grace. And there are these verses in Romans chapter 3 where Paul, having talked about all the problems, he says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. And grace is God's undeserved kindness to us, his freely given goodness to us. It's something that uh, we don't deserve. It's something that comes to us in our weakness and helplessness. Um, one analogy of grace would be um, something I experienced. So we were having breakfast in the Gumball household. Uh, the children, we've got four young children. They were having breakfast and I'd made flapjacks the night before. Oh, had lovely. this tray of, of flapjacks and that I'd made the night before and I was trying to dig them out i hadn't greased the tray very well so i was using a, a sharp knife to dig them out and i was holding the tray with one hand and digging the, them out with the other hand and i slipped and cut and dug this uh, knife into my hand and i knew it was really bad i mean really really bad how deep i'd gone and i'd probably hit an artery severed a tendon this is life-threatening ligament. stuff yeah. yeah and so i went to the bathroom tap try and wash out the wound i don't know quite why uh, and then tara came in to try and help me she said let me have a look let me have a look and then i think just to reassure me not actually speaking the truth uh but just trying to comfort me she looked at it and said um because i was really panicking she said johnny there is almost no blood and but um i was beginning to feel a bit a bit sick by this stage my vision was going funny i sat down in the chair and then i fainted um, so I passed out and then I woke uh, on the, lying on the kitchen floor. And at that moment, all the family started being really kind. So Tara was trying to help. One of our children got a cushion for my head. Another um, held a pad against my hand, which in my mind was to stem the flow of blood. Though looking back, I think they were effectively just holding my hand. And then another child was, was giving me hugs. The child that had got me a cushion then started bouncing a football next to my head. And another child was eating their conflicts oblivious to what was going on but that's a, a picture of of grace totally helpless totally weak experiencing kindness from my family particularly as as it was actually um undeserved because that morning i'd i'd managed to upset tara through i won't go into all the details but it had something to do with with match of the day and i think i'd given the impression that match the day was more important in my life than than she was so i'd upset her and yet she was really really kind and it wasn't something that i could even return to her because a few days later she cut herself and peeling a, an orange and she called for help and i thought oh tara was so kind to me when i cut myself i really want to do the same uh, so i did exactly the same i lay down on the floor in the kitchen <laughs> and asked the children to come and help me and get me a cushion and give me hugs and help me because um, I was feeling faint again. So that's a, a, a picture of grace, of this undeserved kindness and our helplessness and weakness. It's, it's free. It's not a salary. It's not a reward. It's undeserved. So we can either... It's not something we're entitled to. It's not a right. Often mm. we deserve the opposite. And it's free, but it's costly to Jesus. So it's... It's given to us through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. So it cost him everything and it's given to us. And it's this is 
the definition of God's love for us. God's love mm. for us is gracious. It's a love that gives sacrificially to mm. us. This is grace is how our relationship with God is established. Grace is how our relationship with God is sustained. And this then begins to change the way we, we see the world. We can start seeing the world through the lens of grace. Paul, there would have been a time where Paul would have seen the world in, in very different terms, but having experienced the grace of God in his life, he starts seeing everything through the lens of grace. So his identity says, I am who I am by the grace of God. He sees marriage and singleness both as grace, both as gifts of God. Mm. He sees the thorn in his flesh, this metaphor for his internal struggles. We don't even know what it was, whether it was a temptation or an illness. Mm. Could literally be a thorn in his flesh. <laughs> it might have been. Um, but he, see, he talks about that and says, but I, he knew God said to him, my grace is sufficient mm. for you. He experienced God's grace in his most intense personal difficulty. And even the purpose of his life, he, he sees in terms of the, the grace of God. He says, I was called to be an apostle by the grace of God. Mm. And that's extraordinary considering the purpose of his life was involved being rejected, being hated, being stoned, yeah. shipwrecked, and eventually beheaded. And yet he saw all of that as the grace of God. So this is, this is the, the Christian life, is God loving us graciously. Creation, the whole world, yeah. is a gift, a free gift to us. Salvation is a free gift to us. Everything that God does, God speaking into our lives, God guiding us, it's all, it's all grace. Mm. And then we receive it by faith. So yeah. grace is love given. Faith is love received. Faith mm -hmm. is saying, I'm going to receive this free gift of grace into our lives. So that's how I see, I see grace. I, um, grace is love given. Yeah. Faith is love received. Yeah. You mentioned a few times there this. That's what I think as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very good. And uh, there's just, just been another wicket taken. But um, we'll, because I think we're onto something here. So we'll stay focused. Um it's only when we realize we need to be saved that we find our yeah. savior. And is there something about recognizing actually the brokenness or sin or, or messy areas in our own lives to, to actually fully appreciate what grace is? They're definitely connected. I think there are sometimes questions about which way round it goes. Mm. Um, is it that we're aware of our brokenness so then we realize we need grace? Or is it the experience of grace that enables us to connect with our own brokenness? Mm. So Paul wouldn't have thought of himself as need being broken or sinful or anything yeah. like that he was a good a good jew who's faultless in terms of yeah. his religious practice and sinners were other people mm. uh, broken people were other people who needed fixing but he experienced the grace of god and that's what what starts him talking in different language of yeah. all have sinned. he starts recognizing his own brokenness and actually here he talks about all have sinned Later on in his life, having experienced all this grace from God, he will describe himself as the worst of all sinners. Mm. He, the more he experiences God's grace, the more he's allowed to admit his own, his own failings. Mm. And there's this beautiful scene in, in Schindler's List, uh, the film Schindler's List, where uh, Liam Neeson, as Oscar Schindler, is, he's given this, um, this ring, I think it is, by... Uh, the Jewish workers and his factory, the, those Jews that he's managed to save from, from the Holocaust. And they give him this ring. 
And up to now, he's been thinking he's doing a good thing. He's he's acting with integrity. And they give him this ring. And as he receives it, he breaks down and thinks, I just didn't do this. My gold watch, that would have s- saved two more. Mm. And he's he's confronted with his own failings mm. as a result of the grace that he'd received from these people. And I think it's actually as we receive God's grace, it creates the safety to admit our brokenness and yeah. our sinfulness. That's really, really helpful. You, it, does that tie into, you mentioned at the start, that grace precedes truth. Yeah. Um, that it is uh, through experiencing grace, we, we begin through, through transformation, begin to see what is true and what, it, what is not true in, in our own lives and, and the world around us. Um, yeah, I think that that's right. There is this, and Jesus is full of grace and truth. And I suppose because uh, Jesus is kind of full of grace and full of truth and has existed from all time, uh, neither one precedes the other kind mm. of chronologically or theologically even. Um, but what you can see is when you start to experience the grace of God, it, and that's probably our primary message to the world, is mm. a message of grace. And truth would be something that we have more in common with. Yeah. There'd be other religions who believe very, uh, very passionately about the truth. Mm. But grace is this distinctive Christian, yeah. Christian virtue. Um, but as soon as you talk about grace, then you're confronted with the idea of truth. Because as soon as you start talking about forgiveness, undeserved forgiveness, kindness, goodness, yeah. the question is, well, does it matter what you do? Mm-hmm. Does that mean just um, right or wrong or how we behave towards people? Compassion? Is that all irrelevant? Yeah. Does it not matter? Yeah, which is exactly what Paul is confronted with in um, in Romans, actually, a, a lot of his letters. And so if you're confronted with that question, you realize you're on the right track. Yes. Because as soon as you're talking about grace... Yeah. You have to then address the fact that it's, it's it might seem like you're suggesting it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. And in the early church, they wrestled with this, and there were two heresies, two kind of false ideas that were out there, which are helpful in terms we're always trying to Can avoid. You, when you say heresy, Jeremy, yeah. just help us. What, what does that mean? Something. Yeah. So um, theologians talk about orthodoxy and heresy. So orthodoxy is what's true. Yeah. What's correct, and heresy is what is incorrect yes what is um and often very unhelpful uh so a heresy would be that jesus is not fully god Mm -hmm. or he's not fully man yeah or that god doesn't really love us um or that god created the world and has had nothing to do with it since yeah those would be um heresies yeah um of course there's a certain amount of um subjective there'll be things that certain people think are orthodoxy and other people think are heresy and vice versa but in terms of heresy around some grace and truth there is what's called antinomianism which is it doesn't matter what you do there's no right or wrong you can just do whatever you want because everything is grace and then legalism which is you have all these things to live up to and it lacks grace so antinomianism is grace without truth legalism is truth without grace and I think a beautiful illustration of this would be uh, Disney's Frozen Great film. Which really goes into the philosophical nature yeah. of these of these things. Because Elsa goes on this journey from legalism to antinomianism. So she starts off with these uh, these clear sets of things she can do and can't do. 
she suppresses all her internal desires and powers and things like that and she's saying to herself or singing don't feel conceal Mm -hmm. um, be the good girl you always had to be those sorts of things and she's just trying to live a right life but it's this huge burden and then she decides she walks up a mountain and starts singing let it go and she has this sense of i can do whatever i want now so she says um no right no wrong there's no morality no rules for me i'm free so there's this huge amount of freedom now she can Mm -hmm. do exactly what she wants um this kind of release that she experiences and the result of that is before she was this in this legalistic life and was totally cut off from her sister mm-hmm. and from everyone else, kept everyone at a distance and caused pain to people. Then she goes into antinomianism. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and she makes herself this ice castle away from everyone else still. And then when her sister tries to save her, she nearly kills her. And at the end of that song, Let It Go, she shuts the doors. And again, she's keeping yeah. people away. And it's only later she realizes there's this, there's this new way of living, which is neither antinomianism nor legalism, which is, which is love. Mm. And love keeps together grace and truth. Mm. Love, because true love is both gracious and truthful. Mm. When you really love someone, you're willing to speak the truth to them. Uh, when you really love someone, you're willing to make sacrifice, give up your desires for them. So and love is actually how you, you end up holding the two together. Once, I, really helpful what you're saying, Jenny, here, around understanding and, and experiencing God's grace found in Jesus. Mm. How do we, in grace, discern what is true? Mm. How do we... Um, how do we hear truth and know that it is true? Yeah, very good. Um, Good question. I think the measure of truth is Jesus Christ. He he is the one who is full of grace. He is the one who will say, um, I am the truth. He says, I am the truth. And so the truth is found in a person. Her truth is both subjective, objective, but ultimately it's, it's personal and so there's a sense that there is this truth which is outside of yourself mm. it's not we can't determine truth for ourselves i'm not free to just say oh i think um i think the battle of hastings was in the 15th century that's right. my truth yeah um or i'm actually 56 years old yeah um or i'm the the fastest sprinter in the world these these things are just aren't aren't true um that we know yeah um, for you, it would be believing you're the best footballer in the world. Yeah. Um, or um, on staff, maybe. Uh, yeah. Or um, best footballer on staff, maybe. And um, or believing that Australia's a superior country to to England or something like that. Where yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like of course, course, there are course some ideas. fundamental truths. Yeah, which are like unshakable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can be deluded. There are lots mm. of ways we can be deluded. It's great to hear that you can be deluded, Johnny. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so uh, there is a sense in which truth is external to us mm-hmm. and is an external measure to us. And so there are things that actually do matter. And people sometimes say, oh, if, if it's all grace, does it matter what I do? Mm. Does it, um, and the thing is, well, yes, there, the, the world has consequences. Yeah. So it's true that um, if you were to punch me in the face, 
Um, Which hasn't, hasn't happened. Never happened as of yet. As of yet. Yeah, self-control. Well yes, done, we'll do a podcast on that. Um, and if you did that, I would grace me that I would do everything I can to forgive you, to love, you know, to yeah. send you some flowers after you've done it. That would, <laughs> that would be grace. Um, <laughs> forgiveness, that would be mercy. If I yeah. then show kindness to you afterwards and the relationship is restored, and yeah. um, that would be grace. However, there'd be certain consequences. Um, so I would, I might have a black eye. Yes. Your, your wrist would probably be in a lot of pain. Actually. Probably. Yeah. If probably broken. Yeah, you'd probably come off worse actually. Yeah. Um, if you did that and, um, those things, no matter how much grace or forgiveness you have, those consequences still exist. Um, it may be you lose your job. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. there, some things you might go to prison for, even if there's forgiveness and there's grace, there's yeah. still just the way the world works. If you... Uh, steal money there are consequences if you uh if you smoke 50 cigarettes a day there are health consequences mm. this is just the way the world works um and there are things there is a morality there is there is right and wrong mm. and these things continue to matter and so the church has to work out a way of combining these two things not by a compromise mm -hmm. it's not the truth you have a bit of truth that makes grace less gracious or grace makes truth less yes. truthful, is that we're totally for truth and totally for grace. Yes. And so what we're communicating to the world as a church is primarily, I think, grace, yep. the love of God, forgiveness, restoration, kindness, goodness, all the rest, but also truth, uh, that certain things are right and wrong, uh, that we have certain responsibilities towards the planet, towards one mm. another. Uh, there are certain things that government shouldn't do that... Mm leaders shouldn't do and so we stand up for truth we also stand up for grace mm. and, and we need to hold those two things together yeah brilliant uh jenny uh, right? uh i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> um we're, we're gonna have another conversation another podcast where we look at study where we're gonna help us uh, the role of of uh study and in our lives and how could that can help us discern truth and hear from god Could, would you would you pray for us quickly before we finish yes it's 235 for, for five. Oh wow yeah on the fourth day lord we i want to thank you uh, uh, for that um but lord we thank you most of all for your for your grace yeah and for your undeserved kindness to us your forgiveness your goodness to us, your faithfulness, your provision for the world you've given us, for the redemption that's come through your son, Jesus Christ, and for your, for your truth that you speak into our lives. You, you guide us and you confront us, you challenge us, you comfort us with your, with your words. And just as your son, Jesus Christ, was full of grace and truth lord we pray that that you would fill us with your grace and with your truth that we might be those who communicate grace and truth to the world amen amen thank you very much hope you have a great day bye bye